Hi everyone, Natsu Myers here again, and today I'm back with another video, and this will be everywhere, uh, podcast, LinkedIn Live, Facebook, YouTube, and I just need to get a confirmation to make sure that this video is working. But in this video, we're going to talk about ways that millionaires and very successful people problem solve, and this has changed my life. You know, I've gone through several people in my life in the past who have you know, gone through some of the some of the lessons here, and because of what they've gone through, actually going through and applying it for myself, you know, I've seen dramatically positive results in many different aspects. And I think we are good to go, but I just need to make sure we get the confirmation. I'll wait a few more minutes. And if you're joining on LinkedIn Live, yeah, feel free to just say you know your name or uh, where you're, where you're watching from as we go here. But in this video, I'm going to go through what is the thing, uh, what is the thing we're actually going to explain. I'm going to talk about why it's really important and I'm going to talk about how we can apply it and how we can use it to win. Because, you know, as we're here on this journey here, uh, it's very, this thing is, this thing has completely changed everything for me. And I'm still waiting for a confirmation just need to confirm. So we should be live and ready to go. I'm just going to check to make sure that we are live. Okay, we're live. One reaction. We have George. All right. A lot of great people on here. Yeah, so this is huge. So the first thing is that this strategy helped me understand that there are certain ways of understanding reality and there are several blind spots and several issues that we have whether we're in business whether we're you know we're trying to improve upon something whether we're trying to grow especially when it comes to growth there's certain things that prevent us from understanding reality and all this stuff comes down to having a better understanding of uh, reality and you know all these things are driven by the principles of systems so if you read Donetta, Donetta Meadows, uh, pronounce her name, Donetta Meadows' book on systems thinking, and it's essentially the scientific method, and you know looking at the components of strategies versus tactics, that's a, essentially what this covers, and it covers all of this. So if you watch some of the previous videos, you have some, uh, you know, you have some of that foundation to build on. So, you know based on some of the people that have poured into my life, what they've explained is that there are several components here. You know, you have inputs, you have processes, you have outputs, and you have feedback. And when we skip one of the components of this system, that's when things tend to fall, fall apart. So, you know, in the past, I worked on a few businesses back uh, several years ago. And, you know, like one of them was uh, making a social network for people in music, for example, and it was an idea. So in the past, I was really weak when it came to the inputs, you know, when it came to the initial uh, inputs. And what I mean when I say inputs, so by inputs, I mean having a hyper detailed vision of what is the end outcome and, you know, having kind of a, like a good hypothesis. So in, in the scientific method, we have hypotheses, right, where you um, have a vision or you have like um, an image of what the end goal should be 
you know, it may be wrong, it may not coalesce with reality, but it's an initial starting point, right? And, you know, I really struggled, uh, especially, and a lot of people here on my network, I can see a lot of them, you know, having done the work that I do, which I'm not going to talk about in this video, but a lot of people struggle with having that initial vision. And, you know, this, these are long-term strategic ways of thinking. And one pattern that I've seen is that a lot of people who are very deep in the sciences, deep into the computer sciences, deep into getting things done, is that a lot of them kind of disregard the long-term strategic thinking and say that, oh, you know, that's just talking, but I'm, an, I'm a doer, I'm not a, I'm not a talker, I'm a doer. You know, a lot of people, um, uh, another problem is that a lot of people only focus on the, on the long-term thinking and the initial hypothesis. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, let's just think about pleasant outcomes in the future, but let's not do anything about them. And that's where you get a lot of like the law of attraction stuff and a lot of the um, kind of the stuff that is more just talk rather without action. So that's the other problem. And, you know, the one thing that helps too is to make sure that one's identity isn't attached to, um, to uh, tactical thinking. Because in the past, I used to have my identity tied to thinking as a tactician. But I realized that in order to build, a, solve a problem and to solve a very large problem, you have to be able to be a strategist and a tactician, which I've covered several times in the past. So in short, you know, I, had a, I used to have a really poor vision of what my initial uh, hypothesis was for either you know, a business, or you know a goal that I had that was very big, and uh, a lot of people just don't have goals, and you know that's just part of what we all struggle with. And one thing that I've done to fix this is to just write everything down, have a very hyper detailed goal, write everything down to its details, and then that can help it uh, help you have a starting point. And then the next point is the processes, and this actually correlates a lot to what. Um, hedge fund manager um, at Bridgewater Associates, Ray Dalio, used to say as well, because it's about that initial goal. Uh, that's usually the first step in what he calls his five-step process to be a successful person. And seeing as he's somebody who, who run, built the most successful hedge fund from scratch, um, I think his information is probably valuable. So, you know, the next step is to make sure that you have strong processes and that you can actually do the things and reverse engineer what is needed to turn these inputs into reality. So the processes. So in the past, this was my, this was my strength. And some people, this may be your strength. A lot of people, especially, this may be your strength to actually do the work. So the processes are the work. And so it's taking intense action towards getting, turning your goal into a reality. You know, whether it be programming, you know, that large app that you're working on, whether it be making a lot of cold calls, whether it be, you know, just if you're trying to get fit, just going to the gym a lot, whatever your goal is, just taking that massive action. That's the next step. And the problem is that I just used to be really good at processes. And when I, when I used to do, do some work in the past, I used to be really good at processes. But the problem is that I got so tied up into the processes and the short-term tactical, tactical thinking that I lost sight of that long-term vision. And uh, the problem is that, you know, especially the people that you know, I speak to pretty often, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, um, 
my, my short-term processes aren't producing any results because they mix up the short-term uh, for the long-term. So that was something that I struggled with a lot. And the, the final one, and this is probably the most important one, is the second most important one actually, is the outputs and the feedback. So I'm gonna loop the output and the feedback in one. So, you know, often people have an idea that nobody wants and they spend 99% of their time building it and they get the feedback that nobody wants their idea um, only to waste you know, a lot of time, efforts, mental energy and that's going about all wrong and that's how I used to do it. That's how 99% of us are trained to do it by either the media, by, because the media often kind of uh, gives us this idea and especially you know, Dragon's Den and especially all these things, they give us an idea that we're just supposed to have a really great idea and we're supposed to be Steve Jobs and we're supposed to have a really great idea and we're supposed to be really smart to have, think by ourselves and have a really great idea, a great hypothesis. And then it just works. But in, in reality, every system, and this is, this is not me talking, this is all the people that, you know, you can just read all the books I'm about to post, you know, is that you have the hypothesis, you know, you test it out, you get the feedback, and then you, you, you amend your hypothesis in future research. That's how the scientific method works. That's how systems work. That's how Ray Dalio suggests, you, you know, five-step process to success. Uh, that's how consultants work. That's how everyone, that's how, that's how a lot of things work. And the problem is that I never really listened to the feedback. And when I used to, you know, do all these websites and stuff in the past, I would build it and I would listen to, I would not really listen to the feedback and, you know, I would not iterate my thing based on the feedback. And one thing that made it really hard for me to change my hypothesis based on the feedback that people were giving me was because the process like the way that I built things, I built my entire system around it being very hard to change. You know, for example, uh, some, so if anyone in the, in the software world is watching this, you know, in the past, there used to be this marker. So in the past, there used to be something called waterfall, right? And waterfall, and this marker is not working, but the waterfall is when something was you know, created, like some software program was created and um, it, it, had a, it had only one version basically. There was only one version of a software program and you don't improve it or anything. And this is really good, this is useful in some cases, but the way that the world is now, getting feedback from people and continually iterating and improving, that's the agile method, that's agile methodology and I'm just grossly summarizing. So the thing is that the way I used to do you know, a lot of people, they spend a lot of millions and they spend a lot of, you know, millions of dollars or they spend a lot of time and energy um, getting feedback, or sorry, not even getting feedback, building something that is very hard to change. And when the, the moment that the market doesn't want it anymore, then it doesn't do anything anymore and because it can't change it. Uh, <laughs> that's why, you know, people, people who are able to shift their offering based on people's feedback end up winning. And that's why a lot of, you know, people who go into affiliate marketing or MLM, a lot of them, a lot of them struggle and fail because the reason why a lot of MLM and affiliate marketing and stuff like that, unless you know what you're doing, and the reason why 99% of them fail is because you're not able to get the feedback of the market and change your offering because another person 
sells the offering unless you know that for a fact that the market wants what is being offered and you can't listen to the feedback you know i've been part of several things in the past that the people who are creating the product and the people who were um, interfacing with the people who purchased the products didn't talk to each other and there was no feedback going back in to the products and because of that the business died and I've seen this like millions of times like people have told me and advised me uh, people who have poured into my life personally as different consultants in the past have told me you know yeah don't don't separate feedback and products if you're if you're trying to build something big which I covered in the previous video uniting the feedback you get from people as well as um, the thing you're creating is how you win because it's an iterative game and there's no such thing as really failure because a lot of the time failure is just when the feedback is a no you know but that's stupid because the scientific method the way the scientific method works is you have a hypothesis you test it and the report is either no my hypothesis is wrong or it's a mixture of yes and no or it's a yes and the reports that tell you if some some sort of idea some sort of hypothesis is incorrect is just as valuable if not more valuable to the scientific community than the feedback tells you it's a yes so it's really agnostic to whether it's correct or not what's more important is that future reports build off of this feedback and are able to further improve upon the research of the past um, that's where you get that quote building on the shoulders of giants because all it is is it's just building off of uh, feedback from the past to test what has been proven in the past as a yes or a no to get to what is the yes and so all it is is just continually listening to people's feedback writing it down iterating improving changing the offer based on what the feedback is and what ray dalio would say uh, you can check out his book and this guy knows what he's talking about he would say you know you have a goal you run into a problem you diagnose the problem you design a solution and you act upon it and then you build and, and then you and then you actually act upon it and then you build even bigger goals and then you just repeat the process and then that's where you get this winding loop that always increases and increases and increases so that's it it's very simple and the problem and, and here's 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 the thing so the problem is that um where people go wrong is that even though it's very simple the reason the thing is that all of us have our different strengths and strengths and weaknesses that's the reason why most of us like most of us aren't successful because we, we have our strengths and weaknesses and blind spots and the way that you know i've learned about my weaknesses is to see that I used to suck at having that strong initial hyper-detailed hypothesis because I chose not to have a hyper-detailed hypothesis and strategy, which is what I'm fixing. And that's why things are working. So now uh, I've also worked on listening to people's feedback because a lot of people, they listen to feedback and they, they don't want to listen to anybody's feedback but themselves, either because of you know ego experience or believing in their idea too much and i've learned to let go and to listen to the feedback of others and to further improve and so when you have all of these three pillars fixed 
then it just flows and you enter, you enter into this kind of ever increasing loop. So, you know, where to go wrong versus where to go right. You know, here's some, here's some techniques that I use and that other people use to make sure that they have, you know, a loop of growth and they don't cut off anything of this loop of, you know, solving problems. So a way that I'll track myself is blank. And so weekly, just reflect on a new way to track yourself. Um, a way that I track myself, I track myself by using, um, I use hundreds of, I actually track myself with hundreds of questions about each part of this entire process based on what I personally do. And I make sure that it, what I'm doing aligns with the inputs, the processes, the outputs, and the feedback. So a weakness I have is blank. And so I've spoken a lot about what I, what I struggled with. And, you know, if you're a divergent thinker, for example, you're somebody who thinks in many different ways, like thinks creatively, you know, a lot of people think creatively suck at executing. And I'm just stereotyping, but, and a lot of people that are convergent thinkers that are doers and that do one thing suck at looking at the big picture. But the problem and the reason why a lot of us, it's very difficult for a lot of us to do all of these things is because uh, we have to augment our weaknesses using either people who are very good at doing the things that we're not good at and teaching us how to do them and by using you know software tools techniques to augment ourselves so that we can further improve upon what we're lacking at and that's what I've done and I've done this by setting different reminders and it helps out a lot and you know just write down a weakness that you have in this process whether it be the inputs uh, listening to having a hypothesis listening to doing the process actually doing the work you know or listening to the feedback and checking out the outputs so um another thing uh, another weakness that i used to have as i said was separating my self my identity from the what's connecting my identity to to a, uh, a scheme that didn't complement this template here. So I used to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, or I'm a, you know, I'm not a talker, I'm not a planner, I'm a doer, I just do it. You know, removing all that and then just changing and iterating your identity based on something that actually produces results for people and saves people by solving big problems. You know, that's one strategy that I use as well. And you know, character traits that may limit you uh, in order to do this. That's a very important thing to check out as well, which I wrote down here. And finally, you know, a teacher that I can learn to teach me the things that I'm not sufficient at is, and then just fill in the blank. And, you know, it, it's different for every person. The reason, one thing that helped me was realizing that um, based on what I was strong at and what I was weak at, I needed to step away from all of the technology tools and all of that. I needed to step away from it because I was too deep into it. I needed to look at the big picture in understanding, um, having a strong hypothesis in what the market wanted. I also had to understand how to listen to people's feedback and how to use the feedback to iterate on my hypothesis. So those were the parts that I struggled with. And so what I struggle with is different, maybe different than what you struggle with. If you struggle with actually doing and reverse engineering what needs to be done, exactly what needs to be done, that's a different story. And then just seek out people that can complement 
whatever you need to work on. And so just in short, you know, I spoke about, you know, the strategies that millionaires use to uh, solve very big problems. And I explained what the purpose of it is just to understand reality better in order to solve big problems. Then I went through, you know, why it works the way it does. I explained that their inputs, their processes, their outputs, there's feedback. And this is like the scientific method where you can apply it to anything, to business, to anything, you're getting better at whatever you want to get better at. And then I explained, you know, each of the processes, I explained the weaknesses that I personally had and I explained uh, different ways to augment the weaknesses, you know, and I also referred to, you know, Ray Dalio's system and how there's so many similarities with him and other people who give advice on this. And essentially, this is just anyone, whenever somebody mentions words like iterate, adjust, uh, adapt, grow, evolve, sanctify, it's really all the same thing. It's really just listening, to, getting an input, having an initial hypothesis, plan, strategy, having processes, tactics, execution, looking at what the result is and looking at the feedback and using the feedback to amend the initial hypothesis and doing this over and over again. And so that's the strategy. And uh, share your feedback in this video uh, as I will, if I wanted to get better, I will listen to the feedback from people in the community here and I'll use it to further improve upon it. So I thank you for watching this video and I shall see you in the next one.